Blues hockey is back, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, the St. Louis Blues, as of today, Tuesday, September 27th, have played two preseason games already and have a third coming up tonight at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central, probably right around when this episode's going live, but I'm going to be spending this whole episode reacting to what we've seen in the preseason so far, plus preparing and previewing tonight's game between the rival Chicago Blackhawks and St. Louis Blues. It is just preseason, but oh my god, it's hockey. It's so exciting. I missed it so much. I know you all did too. I'm so excited to get into these game recap episodes and these preview episodes. As fun, as much fun as the offseason is, there is nothing I love more than reacting to games, reacting to stat lines and all that good stuff. So we got that today. Finally, gonna be a fun episode. Make sure y'all stay tuned. Let's go. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman. As always, if this is your first time here, welcome to the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Blues. You can subscribe to the show on YouTube at Locked On Blues. We're getting close to 500 subscribers. Big milestone there. Real exciting stuff. Um, and thank you for making Lockdown Blues your first listen. Listen, free wherever you get your podcast, completely free. Like I said, you know, you pull up an episode on your phone, no in-app purchases, no microtransactions, just my beautiful-ish voice, and maybe if you're on YouTube, my beautiful-ish face, beaming right into your corneas or your ears and telling you about the St. Louis Blues. So let's just jump into it, huh? We've had two preseason games already in the books. Segment one, I'm going to be talking about the St. Louis Blues 5-4 victory over the Arizona Coyotes. Segment two, I'm going to be talking about the St. Louis Blues 4-0 victory over the Dallas Stars. And then in segment three, I'm going to be talking about the St. Louis Blues upcoming matchup with the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Uh, But let's just jump into that first game. So it was a 5-4 victory. And look, you couldn't couldn't ask for a more exciting debut to the season. It was back and forth. It was nail-biting. It was butt-clenching. It was so fun, though. Um, And who better to start off the scoring for the St. Louis Blues than Jake Neighbors? A minute and 49 seconds into the game, Jake Neighbors comes in with an unassisted beauty showing that he can create for himself, that he can make plays happen himself. Not only is a great passer, but he is a good goal scorer too. So the Blues go up 1-0 just two minutes in to their first preseason game of the season. But Nick Ritchie does not let that last long and ties it up 1-1 about five minutes into the period, only a few minutes after Jake Neighbors' goal. But then Logan Brown, who is a name you're going to be hearing a lot in today's episode and maybe a lot throughout the season as I think he has a bit of a dark horse chance to be one of the more important players for the St. Louis Blues, comes in with a goal assisted by Jake Neighbors, so Jake Neighbors' second point on the night. And Logan Brown gets a goal to put the Blues up 2-1 to one in the trailing minutes of the first period. The Blues head into the second period up 2-1, to one, but the Coyotes make that short-lived as a minute and 18 seconds in. They tie the game up at 2, but then Jake Neighbors is back with his second goal of the night. Scott Perunovic gets his first assist. Uh, bit of a spoiler, he gets another one. Um... 
Uh, but Scott Perovich assists on it. Jake Neighbors has himself his second goal, which is great to see. You know, he's known as a playmaker, but in this game, he was scoring goals, making good passes as well. He looked really, really good. One of the best players on the ice for the St. Louis Blues. He looks like one of the best players, if not by far the best player on the ice during the, the training camp uh, portions of the preseason. But now that actual preseason games are happening and he's playing with and against full-time NHL competition, he looks comfortable. He looks at home. Um, I'm really excited to see what he could do with the team this year. Barrett Hayton goes to tie it up for the Arizona Coyotes, and we're heading into the third period, tied at three goals apiece before the Coyotes take a 4-3 to three lead about halfway through the third period on the power play. And this third period was kind of the opposite of the first two. The first two were filled with goals. The third period was a little bit more tight, a little bit more defense-heavy. Um, and it looked like that go-ahead goal for the Coyotes might have might have done it for them. But then Matt Kessel, who I think is one of the more underrated players in the Blues system, um, he had a, a big playoff run last year in the AHL. He looked pretty good down there, and I think he could have some some games up with the with the big club if injuries or whatever might happen. Uh, he's a real good player. I like him a lot. He comes in and he ties the game at four with about seven minutes to go in the period, and then. With a little less than, or a little more than four minutes to go, the man of the hour, Logan Brown, gets his second of the night, unassisted like I was talking about earlier. Great goal, uh, clutch as heck to put the Blues up 5-4, to four, and they come away with a victory in their first preseason game. Uh, super exciting game, reminiscent of how the Blues were winning their games uh, back at the beginning of last regular season, just scoring tons of goals and giving up quite a few goals as well, but... You know, always clutching it out at the end, and that's certainly what they did uh, here against the Arizona Coyotes. A lot of storylines to be happy about, uh, a lot of positivities coming into that game. I mean, Jake Neighbor scoring two goals is great. You know, this will be his full-fledged rookie season, assuming he sticks around with the club, which I think he will. Uh, he proved it in that game. You know, he scored two goals, big-time goals, got the scoring opened up. Uh, really good stuff out of him. And then Logan Brown, I could honestly see as the three the three center for this team. Uh, third or fourth line center. I think he's looked really, really good. Um, he had his moments with the big club last year. Uh, definitely was a little bit inconsistent, but I think that he's primed to have a big year. He's he's big. He's solid. He knows how to play his role well. He's good defensively and he's good offensively as well. He knows how to put the puck in the back of the net. Um, he's one of the biggest threats on the team in, cer- in terms of a net front presence. Uh, he does that really well just based off of his size and he showed that in the game. He was everywhere, all over the ice. So Logan Brown, MVP of the game with two goals. Um, but you can't forget that Jake Neighbors had himself two goals and an assist for three points. And Scott Perunovich had himself a goal as well. So three guys that I'm really, really excited to see produced for the St. Louis Blues um, in the regular season. Produced well in that game. It was a really fun game. But the second game of the preseason against the Dallas Stars was a little bit different, a little bit more of a, of a dominant performance from the St. Louis Blues. So I'm going to be getting into that after a short word from Bet Online. Now, Bet Online is your number one source for football and hockey betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in depth articles, and analysis on every single game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source. For all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there, the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and even golf. You know, I got the golf hat on. Gotta gotta shout out golf. Uh, head to the bet online. Head head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. We'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. 
All right, so game one of the preseason was a 5-4 victory for the St. Louis Blues. Game two, they continued their offensive dominance, but the defense came in clutch a little bit more as well. So let's talk about it. The St. Louis Blues matching up against the Dallas Stars on the road. A good team. I said a crossover with them if you missed it. Um, exciting team, exciting matchup there. And the Blues made pretty easy work of them. Um, Logan Brown comes in with his third goal of the preseason to open up the scoring uh, about 13 minutes into the first period. Uh, continues his dominance, continues his role. Assists from Galloway and Josh Levo. Josh Levo is a guy that I think is going to be a good depth producer for the St. Louis Blues. I'm excited to see how he can fit into the fourth line or the third line, depending on how that works out. And sure enough, Josh Levo comes in and gets himself a goal to put the Blues up 2 nothing. With less than a minute to go in the first, so, you know, talking about that clutch factor, scoring late goals, the Blues have been doing it all regular season, and they do it here again. Josh Levo with a goal to double the Blues' lead. Uh, his first goal of the preseason assisted by Logan Brown, so Logan Brown gets himself yet another point. I think that's four points on the preseason Um for Logan Brown up until that point, you know, great stuff there. Happy to see him thrive again. Like I said in the first segment, I really think he can be a big part of the Blues' success this upcoming season, and he's proving that in the preseason, certainly. Um, heading into the second period, a bit of a back-and-forth play. The Blues' defense continues to look really, really good. Um, and Josh Levo gets himself his second goal of the night, this time assisted by Gaudet and Mikola. Nice to see Mikola getting involved. He's another guy that I think could be a bit of a, a bit of a dark horse producer for the St. Louis Blues this season. But Levo gets his second of the night to put the Blues up 3-0. And after that, it was pretty much all she wrote for the game. Um, Will Bitten got himself a goal in the third period. Another guy that I think could potentially crack the lineup if injuries happen or whatever it may be. But assisted by Nola Chari. Um who I think is going to be a, a producer for the St. Louis Blues this year on the fourth line or the third line. So 4 nothing victory for the St. Louis Blues. Really, really good stuff there. Um, but what I really want to talk about is the goaltending tandem. Um, yeah, Levo was great. Logan Brown continued to play really well. The offense looked really, really good. And the defense looked really good as well. Um, Pareko played. He looks pretty decent. He had a couple shots on goal. Um Steve Santini looked decent. He held his own out there as a, as a bit of a depth de defense option. Uh, Mika looks pretty good as well. There was a lot um, to be excited about uh, in terms of the defense. You got a, you got Anthony Angelo at the forward position throwing in seven hits. Uh, there was a lot of good defensive hockey being played by the St. Louis Blues in that game. Really got back to their identity, what gave them success in the past. And the biggest area where that uh, showed was their goaltending. Now, you had Thomas Grice and Colton Ellis splitting the game. Both of them combined to pitch a shutout. I'll talk about uh, Colton Ellis first because he got a majority of the, the shots, majority of the action. He played two periods, whereas Thomas Grice only played one. Um, but he, you know, he played the second and third period really, really well. He came in, he shut the door, he faced 23 shots and saved all 23 of them, including two on the power play. Um, he looked really, really good. Uh, he's still young, you know. I don't think he's really anywhere near... Um, starting, you know, to to climb up to the big club with the St. Louis Blues, but it just goes to show something that Doug Armstrong has really, really taken to heart, and that the goaltending cupboard is something you always want to remain stacked, and that's something that showed itself in this game. You know, Colton Ellis, who might be the Blues, one, two, 
three fourth goalie in their system right now behind uh Bennington, Grice, Hoffer, and Ellis. You know, he's their fourth goalie in the system, but he still is able to pitch a twenty-three save shutout in two periods against NHL competition. That was really, really exciting to see. Really, really good to see. Um he looked sound, he looked solid, he looked really, really good for a twenty one year old goalie. You know, goalies take a long time to develop and grow into an NHL frame and and skill set and ability and alice looked like he's close you know i don't think he's quite there yet he is 21 like i said um and he was facing a preseason uh roster but that being said it's nice to see him succeed it's nice to see him do well because thomas grice who i have been a little up in the air on uh looked really really good in his first time wearing the blues uniform he only faced 10 shots and only one on the power play but he set the tone it was definitely back and forth there for a little bit. Grice came up with some big saves to keep the Blues in it, you know, and then once they took the lead, Grice was steady. He was solid, uh, and that's what he needs to be, you know. It's a perfect example. He only made 10 saves, but if the team's playing well, that's really all he's going to need to do, you know, 10 saves a period, 30 shots a game. It's pretty simple math, so I was really excited to see him do well. Again, it is preseason, so you got to take it with a grain of salt, you know. It's not like um, it's not like he's going out there in the Stanley Cup Finals and doing these numbers, but Hey, it's it's it would certainly be a different conversation, a much harder conversation if he went out there and struggled and let up a bunch of goals. So, um, it was good to see him look comfortable in his start. Definitely looks like he hasn't regressed as much as people might think that he had. Uh, he played with a really really de- uh, poor Detroit team last season, but he's always been a good one B backup option. I think this year, like I've been saying, frequently he will be a true backup for the St. Louis Blues. I don't anticipate. Uh, him being a 1B too much, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more than certain backups in the NHL. But I think Jordan Bennington is going to have the starting reins. But it is nice to know that Thomas Grice is at least capable at the goaltending position. So that being said, I'm going to head into another ad break. And when we come back, I'm going to be previewing tonight's matchup between the St. Louis Blues and Chicago Blackhawks, as well as reading off the lines, reacting to some of the line combinations that we might be seeing in the regular season, all that fun stuff and more. Make sure you stay tuned. All right, so lines for tonight. I'm pretty excited about them. There are some good combinations here, and I think one thing that the Blues have been focusing on is sort of duos. Um, so the first group is Brandon Saad, Ryan O'Reilly, and Jordan Cairo. That is a line that I might I might want to see in the regular season. I think Ryan O'Reilly being the defensive anchor anchor between two speedy skilled forwards is always a recipe for success. You know, Jordan Cairo is the speediest, most skilled forward uh, on the roster and having him uh, alongside Ryan O'Reilly kind of allows him to be a little bit more free and, and risk taking in his offense. Uh, Cause he's got Ryan O'Reilly to bail him out. And then Brendan Saad, sort of a Jaden Schwartz mold in terms of, you know what you're getting out of him. He's a gritty player. He's going to play good defense. He's going to play good offense. He's going to play, you know, 200 feet, uh, plays on the boards really, really well, hard to get off the puck, really good at getting the puck off of his opponents. Um, I like Brandon Saad on that line. I like him. I don't know if I like him on the first line come regular season, but I like him alongside Ryan O'Reilly, and I also like him alongside Jordan Cairo. I'm going to be interested to see how he looks on that first line tonight. And then the second line is something I'm really excited about if this is a duo that we're keeping. On the left, you've got Jake Neighbors, and at center, you've got Braden Shen. And I think those two would have tremendous chemistry together. I think that they, uh, they, they've they definitely hung out outside of um, 
hockey a lot. I think I've seen them at like Cardinals games and stuff together. Uh, Jake Neighbors hangs out with like the whole team pretty much. He's very, very well liked. But Braden Shen's a guy that really plays well when he has a good passer on his line. He's a very good finisher in close to the net. Uh, and Jake Neighbors can be that guy that can just, you know, lay the puck on his stick from ridiculous angles and, you know, create chances out of nothing with his beautiful passing skills. Um, so Jake Neighbors on that second line is something that I'm really, really excited to see, especially playing with uh, the best line mates he has had all regular season in or all preseason in Braden Shen and also Clem Costin. Now let's talk about Clem Costin for a few minutes, huh? Clem Costin was at one point the third member of or the kind of the fourth member of the of the big four in terms of Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, Tage Thompson, and Clem Costin. And Clem Costin just hasn't had the development that we've wanted to see out of him yet. We kind of thought that he would be almost a, a Vladimir Tarasenko 2.0, a big physical Russian with a hard shot and a nose for the net, you know. And he hadn't really turned into that. He's more turned into a grinder, you know. He gets a ton of hits, a ton of penalty minutes, and Putting him up on the second line is interesting. I think this year is kind of going to be the, the do-or-die year for Clem Costin and the St. Louis Blues. If he can find himself a role on that third or fourth line as that physical player and then maybe find a little bit of touch of his offense, that would be great to see. But him playing up on the second line with Shen and Neighbors, he's going to have opportunities aplenty with uh, such a good passer as Jake Neighbors next to him and Brayden Shen as well, you know, is good at creating offense. So uh, I think he complements that line pretty well with his physicality. Um, you know, Braden Shen and Jake Neighbors being a little bit more skill focused. Obviously, Braden Shen will throw the odd hit here and there, but he's not the biggest guy out there. So having Clem Costin out there is going to make those two a good defensive pairing. And then Jake Neighbors with the passing is going to be great as well. Looking at the third line, you got Matthew Highmore, Nikita Alexandrov, and Tyler Pitlick. Again, sort of just depth guys. Uh, Alexandrov is pretty young, so you know maybe he can make an impact. Maybe he'll find himself some some playing time later in the season, but nothing too significant there that I want to talk about. Uh, fourth line, uh, Braden Guy, Dylan McLaughlin, McLaughlin maybe, and Nathan Todd. Again, nothing too noteworthy there. Uh, who knows? Maybe those guys will, you know, blow me away tonight uh, and somehow earn themselves a roster spot. But I doubt it. No offense to them if they're listening, which obviously they are. Duh. Um, and then you get into the defense. The defense is where I'm pretty excited because I see a guy named Scott Perunovich on the first pairing alongside Justin Falk. And God, would I love to see that pairing in the regular season. Uh, Justin Falk, as we know, is a two-way defenseman, uh, sort of a do-it-all defenseman in that sense. Uh, Scott Prunovich is a very offensive-focused defenseman. I think those two would be spectacular on a line together because if you want, you can almost treat it like you got five forwards out on the ice. Justin Falk is a good skater, a good puck mover. And then Scott Prunovich is a spectacular you know, power play quarterback, but he can also sort of embrace that role at 5v5 as well with the puck on his stick. You know, He's got a couple assists already in preseason. Um He's looked pretty darn good um, at times. And him on the first pairing, I don't think we'll see that too much at all in the regular season just because of his lack of 5v5 experience and lack of 5v5 success. But it would certainly be a good taste tonight of what he could do with a, a big workload. You know, I expect him to play upwards of 20 minutes tonight being on that first pairing. And it's going to be interesting to see how he adapts to that and how he adapts to having someone like Justin Falk um, as his playing partner. Moving on to the second line, Nick Letty. Uh, he's Nick Letty, you know, you're not gonna, he's not gonna blow anyone away. Um, he's not gonna stink it up. He's gonna be Nick Letty. He's gonna be all right. He's gonna be a, a perfect, not a perfect, he's going to be a solid second pairing defenseman. You know, whatever. I hope to see him not have lost a step. I hope to see him, you know, competent, more comfortable with the system. 
whatever. And then second pairing, Matthew Kessel. Now, he's a guy I talked about a little bit in the first segment. I think he's a guy that can really come through and, and potentially make an impact for the St. Louis Blues down the road. He plays uh, with a lot of grit, you know, a lot of heart, but he's also a pretty darn good player. He's had some clutch goals. He had a goal in their first preseason game. Um, and he plays a pretty good offensive role at the defensive position. I still think he's got a bit of work to do before he becomes a full-time NHL, or he's got to iron out some of the, some of more of his weaknesses. But I think he does have the potential to, at some point, be maybe like a seventh defenseman from the St. Louis Blues, depending on injuries and stuff like that. Um, and then heading into the third pairing, you got a guy that I'm pretty excited to watch in Tyler Tucker. He's a guy I've had my my eye on ever since he's been drafted by the St. Louis Blues. He's a very very big defenseman, uh, but he has some offensive ability as well. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching him pretty closely to see what he can do tonight. And then his playing partner is Griffin Loose, who I'm going to be honest, I have never heard of. So hey, maybe he'll maybe he'll be really good. I don't know. And then the most exciting thing for me tonight is watching Jordan Binnington play. Now I'm assuming he's only going to get one period like Thomas Grice did, and then they're gonna hand it over to Vadim Sharenko for the second two periods, but man, I'm excited to see Jordan Bennington play. Haven't seen him play hockey since that unfortunate injury he suffered um, because of Nazem Kadri. So watching him play tonight, watching him come in with a chip on his shoulder, I expect him to look really, really good, uh, really, really dominant, and uh, start his Vesna campaign. I know I'm going to be riding that one. I might look very, very silly, but I really think Jordan Bennington can have a huge bounce back year, and that starts tonight. That being said, though, that is all the time I have for you guys today to make sure I get this episode in, episode out in time before the game between the St. Louis Blues and Chicago Blackhawks. So thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Locked on Blues. Like I said, getting close to 500. Big milestone there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. You can follow Locked on Blues on all various social accounts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked on Blues. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.